The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 137 for Friday, January 18th, 2008. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. We are coming to you once again, of course, from San Francisco. The lovely Hotel Palomar, I think, is where we wound up staying. Is that where we are right now, John? Uh, as far as I can tell, yes. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, so it is Friday. The show is officially over. Yeah, it's been a heck of a week. For those of you that were out here, uh, know how crazy it gets. And uh, those of you back home, I'm sure, have been reading all of the reports. John and I uh, spent the whole week doing all of the things that we do here at Macworld, and decided that we would talk to you about uh, kind of our reactions to all of it now that we've had a couple of days for it all to sink in. So we will rewind a little bit and go back to the keynote. We're not going to we're not going to rehash all of the news from the keynote because you already have read that, I'm guessing. But we will kind of talk about our reactions to each of the uh, each of the issues and or not issues, but each of the items that Apple updated. So shall we start with time capsule, John? Well, I think we could but before that. So first off, I'm actually at a good energy level now, as you guys probably imagine, because I had a you know terrible, terrible. Fl- I mean, Dave pretty much. Oh yeah, <laughs> ran the show last time, yes, and I was just right. sitting there uh, subconscious. Uh, so, anyways, I'm back, and, uh, and you are back. I, I may talk more than usual here, just because I got energy level. So that's good. Anyways, um, now before we talk about some of the announcements, I just got to say one thing that happened, which uh, you know, it's almost. I don't know if I'd say a childhood fantasy, but I got to meet Waz. That's awesome, man. He was, I see somebody trucking on their Segway on the sidewalk, and I'm like, you know what? That really looks like Waz. Yeah. And it was him. That's awesome. And at one point, and, you know, well, there, there are certain Steves that are rather unapproachable, and uh, um, <laughs> Wozniak is not one of them. So, anyways, you know, went up to him. I'm like, hi, John Braun, big fan, Mac Observer. He's like, oh, oh, love the site, blah, blah, you know what I'm That's awesome. I'm like, thank you so much for the Apple II. So, he is just a totally cool guy. Um, yeah. Uh, again, very approachable, and I hear that you know he does a lot of this to, uh, you know, go to a lot of these events uh, in Silicon Valley and all over the place. And he's uh, he's just a real social monster. Yeah. So, anyways, that was just very cool to finally meet the guy that that pretty much got a lot of us started in uh, personal computing. You certainly you and me. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we got into the keynote and uh, and started talking about Time Capsule. Time Capsule, of course, is Apple's. Uh, it's an airport base station with a hard drive in it that will allow you to. Leverage Time Machine in networked Macs, any Macs connected to it, wired or wireless, and uh, and it will be your backup store. And there's two versions: there's a 500 gig version and a terabyte version. I believe 299 and 399, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think it was 499 for the the terabyte version. Okay. Um, okay. So what strikes me about that? It's it's nothing revolutionary because other people, I mean, including Apple, already offer this. I mean, they offer AirDisc, right? Right. Um, and uh, other people like uh, Linksys and and those guys offer. You know, disk scanners and all that. The the thing that really struck me about that is the four ninety nine price point on a gigabyte drive. I just recently purchased a gigabyte drive, right? And I paid about four hundred bucks for the drive itself. So, how they can do that? Well, obviously, Apple buys in greater volumes than I do. So yes, uh, they do. But yeah. it's just a really awesome solution because I know a lot of people that I talk to were like, "Gee, you know, time capsules, or, uh, time machine is great, but if I have a portable, I don't have an extra hard drive." So they right. solve the problem by being wireless. So, so I think it's a, it's a great price point and. Um, and I think that's going to be a, re- a really successful product. Yeah, and and you're right. Yeah, it's it's uh, two ninety nine for the five hundred and four ninety nine for the one terabyte, which, like you said, is a fantastic price point. 
All right. Uh, moving on, there was the, uh, and this was kind of a combined thing. Of course, Apple added movie rentals to the iTunes store, mm-hmm. which is something that I think is great. Uh, it, it's it it's definitely what they need to do. I've never, other than the stuff that I did to test, I've never bought a movie from iTunes. Um, hmm. It just yeah, it, well, it's because I because I don't consume my stuff that way. And and I'll 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 extend that by saying. You know, we use Amazon's Unbox on our TiVo, mm-hmm. and it's a Me very too. similar thing. Okay, and I've never bought a movie that way either. I don't need to spend fifteen bucks to watch a movie once. Uh, I just spend the you know the money and and then that's it, right? I rent it on Amazon for two ninety nine or three ninety nine and and watch it, and that's the end of it. So Apple has done that now, and that's fantastic. Uh, why am I hearing AIM noises when AIM is not open? That's very strange. I thought I had quit that. Good question. But I, I have a okay, problem. Go ahead. Yeah. Both with the Apple rental, and I suspect the studios are behind this this evilness. Yeah. Is, um, both Unbox, if you've done the rentals, you know, so I did like you, I did the free trial. They give you yeah. like, you know, 10 bucks or so to play with. And they have a lot of free stuff also. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's the nice thing about Unbox. You can download for free. But here's the problem that I have, and I can't understand this. One day rentals from the point you start it, watching it. Yep. Uh, why that, can Hollywood Video and Blockbuster and most of my local video stores do five days on physical media? Right, and it's one day for a file. I'm I'm sorry. I, I at least me sometimes now, especially you being a family guy here. I mean, I you, couldn't you, agree with you more. Uh, I don't tip. A lot of times, I don't watch an entire movie in one night. Right. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. So maybe three days. Well, you know, maybe I think not five. I but, think it but, can. I think it can actually be even tighter than that and I think you're right my guess is that you know TiVo paved or Amazon rather paved the way for this with Unbox Mm -hmm. and negotiated this 24 hour thing and the studio said okay well we'll let Apple do this too but it's the same 24 hours the problem is like you said if you don't watch a movie all in one night you can't sit let's say I start watching a movie at 9 o'clock right the kids go to Mm -hmm. bed we start watching a movie well 10 o'clock rolls around and you know what we're beat we just can't stay up and make it through the second hour of the movie. So we go to bed. The next night, I can't start watching that movie again at 9 o'clock because it's expired at that point, as you said. So I think a 36-hour rental, right? I mean, it, okay. or even okay. a 30-hour rental, right? I mean, uh, just that, that that six hours is huge. The, the second evening, if you will. Mm-hmm. that's uh, To me, that's the, 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 the thing that, that it needs. And I don't know what it's going to take to do that. Um, my guess is it took a lot to get the studios to agree to do what they're already doing. And that's... I think what it's going to take is the continued impact of BitTorrent and other other systems that allow you to get it for um, the, as many the, days as the you amazing want. low price of zero. Oh, free. Um, All your effort pays off. That's right. Yeah, so I think that's anyways, right. Anyways, I yeah. think rentals are good. Uh, well, well, movie purchase, and especially now they also announced, uh, I, I believe they announced, but, you know, HD content now. That's right. And HD content, what you is and it? You and I have been it, it costs, uh, it, and, and that's What's one it? thing Amazon Unbox. three ninety nine or something? Uh, uh, it doesn't do, yeah. So the pricing is... Uh, I believe it's a it's a dollar more to rent a, uh, a, a an HD movie, but you got to remember. I mean, you're talking about you know mm-hmm. a, almost an order of magnitude bigger on the file size, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, maybe not quite an order of magnitude, but but way more than double the file size mm-hmm. to get up to HD and 5.1 sound. So this is these are these are really big files. Apple's got a lot of bandwidth. They've got a lot of storage. To, well, not storage. It's just stored once, I guess, or mm-hmm. stored on their edge servers once. But yeah, they, they, I mean, I, I think that pricing makes sense for an HD version of a movie. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, I, th- I think we agree. We're, we're not too thrilled with the rental model, and, uh, and I right. think they have to tweak it. Not just, just them, but Unbox, but and, or the everybody. studios have to right. get a reality check and uh, you know, just realize that if, if you don't meet the needs of the customer, they're not going to pay they're not money. Gonna yeah, that's right. Now, along with that, of course, they introduced, which I think was in a long time coming, is that you know the Apple TV was... Um, Thank goodness. Kind of uh, almost It another- was crippled. Yeah, it just wasn't – it was kind of interesting, yeah. but I don't think it was very compelling. Right. And now – so now what they've done, right, is they've untethered it from the computer. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny. I, I had I, – I, I reviewed that Apple TV that Apple, you know, sent me, and the one thing I said to them during the, the briefing that they gave me was, look, I need you, – you, you know, how come I can't buy – you know, if I finish watching a version, you know, an episode of The Office – why can't I'm still on the couch? Why can't I say, you know, why doesn't it ask me, do you want to buy the next episode and watch it now? And, and you'd say yes, and then boom, you're good to go. No, they, they, they said, no, 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 we, we want our customers to, uh, their customers are, are comfortable with iTunes, and so we're going to use iTunes. And they fed me this big long line, and it, it sounded like a spiel, and obviously it was. It was, look, we've rushed this technology out the door, and uh, this is my interpretation. They obviously didn't say this, but mm-hmm. my interpretation was they wanted to get it out the door, use iTunes, get these things installed, work out the software, work out the way of getting this to purchase from the couch, and now, of course, we have that. You do not need to use a computer to uh, to, to to buy new content for this thing. You can charge it to your iTunes account and sit right on your couch and record or buy content and download it directly to the Apple TV, mm-hmm. which is huge. I, I mean, that's huge because it, you know, why it's it simplifies the process and it's going to make them more money, right? Yeah, and it, well, it doesn't lock you into a computer. Someone right. could just buy this and start, you know, watching their uh, movies or yep. uh, you know whatever the content or you listening want to, to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you yeah. can browse so, podcasts and subscribe there too. Yep. So I think our audience is is going to grow by leaps and bounds because of this. So I would, I, would, I can only assume. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. So moving right along, you know, the, the one thing that uh, that I thought about, you know, uh, the other day, of course, I told the story of my insanity this past weekend. When mm-hmm. you know, when when you got here to town, I I told you all about the uh, what I did to get the Patriots game here. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, during that process, I had to buy that $20 adapter to hook up to the hotel TV. And when they, you know, the next day they go and announce that, uh, you know, you can rent movies on iTunes. I'm thinking, wow, this is great because I might actually use that adapter. I'll bring it with me to hotels. And uh, if I want to rent a movie on my computer, you know, boom, I've, I've, I can just watch it on TV. Of course, I couldn't do that here uh, at the Palomar because the bandwidth was, you know, I, I'd still be downloading the first rental if I started it as soon as the keynote ended. So. Yeah. Now, but I believe – now, there was the one – and I believe it was the Apple TV. The one thing it lets you do is do the, the photo sharing, correct? Yes. Okay. And there was that one hiccup during the keynote. So it, right. it went pretty smoothly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, who knows if uh, the internet or Flickr or whatever there. Right. But uh, Steve handled it very well. Yeah, he's he's pretty comfortable up there on stage, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, the the RDF is still uh, still uh, that's right. in force. All right, so then they, the iPhone update. Now, of course, you know, you and I are, are living in the dark ages uh, because neither mm-hmm. one of us chooses to, to use the iPhone. But Lisa went and installed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, have, you, have you seen – so the iPhone update does a, a bunch of things, and 
one of them is it lets you reorder the way apps are and you can have multiple home screens so you can have more mm. you can do web clippings and we've got a, a logo coming for a TMO web clipping uh, that'll automatically refresh on your iPhone and it, it and it's pretty cool you know you can you can drop little webs so that the uh, little web pages to icons Mm-hmm. And you can move them all around, and that way, you know, you can customize and make it feel like, you know, if you've got a web app, it's actually got its own icon now in, on on your home screen, which is which is nice. And you can move things in and out of the dock, and and all the things that you would expect to do with it, uh, it, it now does. One thing's really freaky though, if you look at it when you go to when you put it in edit mode, all the icons kind of jiggle around. I noticed that. that okay, was, that was fun. I was I was sitting with uh, Chuck Latornis from Random Access, and. He was showing it to me, and it's it's fascinating because they don't move consistently. Mm. That one will move; they move it all at different frequencies. So it's really weird. It's like you really have this like totally malleable thing happening. It's they're not you know one might be be moving slower than the other. One might be really jiggling fast, and one's moving kind of. Slow. It's really bizarre. It it's it's almost disturbing, but in a you know in a kind of a cool way. So, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm still baffled. Now, it is nice that the, the phone does have a sense of where it is now. Right. I, I got to uh, – I am impressed. Now, I have done some work with uh, RFID and okay. uh, specifically what they call RTLS or real-time location systems that are typically part of the higher-end active RFID uh, devices that you know have batteries and beacon and stuff like that. And, and I've come across before that there are companies um, that will make Wi-Fi. Um, location systems, and of right. course, that's one aspect of it. The other, I think, is cell towers. Right. So it's pretty clever. I'm, I'm still baffled as to why they didn't want to put a GPS module in the phone. Because I mean, my Crazer has one, and Verizon has this. You know, you you, you can yep. work over like three bucks a day um, to to get location. I haven't tried. I'll still have to try it. Yeah. yeah. But allegedly, you can like be walking down the street, and you know, it'll guide you to to your location. So I'm still. I mean, some people have said, you know, it's the power consumption, or you know, it takes up a lot of space. I'm, right, I'm still. Right. I mean, it's it's clever. And if if you're near a Wi-Fi access point or a cell tower, then okay, I I think that would probably do do the trick. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems like a cool thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Our first sponsor for this show is 20 Mac Apps at 20MacApps.com. Starting February 1st, uh, one new app will be released every 14 days. And if you sign up ahead of time, uh, you can get all those apps for 40 bucks a piece. Now, these are brand new apps that are being developed uh, specifically with this promotion in mind. Uh, they would be 20 bucks each uh, if you buy them as they come out. But if you pre-buy the bundle... It's forty bucks for Mac Geek Gab listeners. Normally, the standard pricing on the bundle is sixty, uh, but if you pre-buy the bundle of all of them, it's forty bucks. So basically, the price of two apps, and you get uh, all of them. So, and the apps are going to be a mix of productivity, utility, games. Again, this is at twentymacapps.com, and you go to twentymacapps.com/podcasts and choose Mac Geek Gab from the drop-down, and you'll be all set. They are offering a beta program, which will get you advanced access to these games. Uh, at games and apps and everything else uh and that's you can sign up for it but if you want to be prioritized or if you want to be guaranteed a slot in the beta program there's an extra five bucks but they did say if you sign up for this through the mac geek gab link and just ask to be on the beta program for free uh, they will try and prioritize our Mm -hmm. our listeners for that so again that's 20 macapps.com slash podcasts and uh choose this show mac geek gab on the drop down Cool. Now, yeah. w- one more follow-up. So they okay. did announce also a, uh, a minor update to the uh, to the iPod Touch. Oh, that's right. They sure did. And you know, boy, there was a point there when I thought 
I was going to hear booing because I believe it's $20. And I was really like, I mean, I didn't think people were going to cheer, but I almost thought, I mean, it it wasn't as bad as like, I mean, you remember the keynote where uh, Bill Gates appeared on the big screen and it was like, you know, it was like the devil like was. (laughs) So people were not very pleased that that's a, I mean, especially coming up, you know, so he's saying, oh, first off, okay, on the iPhone, we're going to give it to you for free. On the iPod Touch, we're not. Right. Um, on the one hand, as a Apple stockholder, um, okay, you know, maybe. sure, <laughs> company's got to make money. But somewhere. yeah, that yeah, that yeah. was a, a very tense moment because people were just silent. They were like, eh. yeah, uh, yeah, and and this adds uh, finally adds mail to the iPod mm. Touch, right, and, and a couple of other things. Now, I think the twenty dollars, uh, I, I believe, like they did with the with the MacBook. Uh, Pro when they added 802.11n functionality to it via a software update. They mm-hmm. had to charge for that, and I believe that's a Sabanes-Oxley thing, oh. right? I, I think there's right. there's something in there. Now, did they have to charge 20 bucks? Could they have charged 5 Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, remember... With the the iPhone, of course, they have the the monthly re- recurring revenue, right? They get money from AT and T for every customer. Uh, with the iPod Touch, they don't. So, they, you know, maybe they think, well, we're, okay. we've added okay. this functionality. We, you know, we're going to get one shot at collecting some revenue to to add this functionality to the device. Okay. If if we've got to charge something, and and mm-hmm. if you know if if they have to because of the SEC. Then they might as well make it twenty bucks instead of five and and collect mm-hmm. you know four times the revenue. Uh, that that's my thought. I and okay. I uh, you know that's that's just me. And finally, and finally, not one more thing. And there wasn't one more thing, Mm-mm. which kind of disappointed me because no. I was hoping for that's it. right. Um, MacBook Air. Yeah. Now is this? Now you had been you have been uh, a holdout on the whole Intel thing, which, by the way, John, is now two years old, right? Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, you got to get with the times. Well, not but, so much a holdout on the Intel thing, but a holdout on someone making a machine that meets... Your needs. My needs, right. which the PowerBook G4 12-inch does wonderfully. I'm still baffled as to why they can't make one of those with an okay, Intel so chip. Okay, does, so does the Air... Answer your needs, and if the if no, what doesn't it it uh, what doesn't it it do for you? And I gotta say no. Okay. So, so there are a number of things with it that right. I like having in my PowerBook G4 that is not in the air. So, Such as, um, well, one thing that's really which uh, I thought they would have learned their lesson the the battery's not replaceable because I t- mentioned to you before I when I travel like with my PowerBook I bring two batteries. Now right. on the other hand, the battery life is allegedly five hours, which is about what I get out of two batteries. Right. So. Uh, not being replaceable, though. I mean, all batteries die. Yes, that battery they, is they eventually die, they die in the iPhone too. You know. Yeah, and, and I, that's I know that replaceable. too. And I have a Palm also, and that has a rechargeable battery, which yep. is not doing that great these days. And yep. maybe I got to get if if they even you know will will replace it for right, me. Right, right. Or there's an aftermarket uh, kit. So um, so that kind of so that's one thing. Um, okay. another, I like FireWire. Right. Because well, you know, now this is a debatable point here, and I, I think he made a very good point. Just as, and you know, maybe I'm just being kind of like the people when the iMac came out and there was no floppy drive. People were That's were right. aghast. They were like, "You gotta have physical media here, or you have to have a floppy because people use floppies." Right now, maybe I'm just old school and I want to have uh, an optical drive. Now they do offer the optical drive, but you know, you're not going to be hanging that thing. Uh, well, maybe you will. I, I you know, know, I yeah, that actually doesn't bother me. I I travel uh, with my little uh, OWC external 
uh, bus powered mm-hmm. hard drive. So, and and I keep it in my laptop case when I'm traveling, and it's fine. So to mm-hmm. have a, a lightweight optical drive external to yeah. the thing, I, you know what? It's it actually is very rare that I'm traveling and I need to use an optical drive. Mm-hmm. So I, you know that that's not uh, to me that's not a deal killer. Yeah, and it does allow it to be lighter and thinner and more. Uh, more yeah. power efficient. So. I'm with you, and, and yeah. they have the, uh, uh, the the remote, you know, d- uh, CD mounting using another machine, which you you could do in the past, but they just that's make right. it a little nicer and cleaner. Which so that's a very nice. Uh, and and it is important to note that the remote CD mounting will work to boot off of a disc connected to a remote mm, okay. uh, machine, so that you know if you've got problems, you can you can do yep. this. It's built into the firmware. So okay. Um, Missing FireWire, which I like, like for having a drive that doesn't uh, require a power cube because yes. FireWire provides the, the power. So does USB. Uh, I've found some USB drives that will not totally run off of the, okay. the, the machine. Okay. Uh, My, a lot, this, this one will. The OWC yep. one will. Yeah, yeah, a lot do. Some yeah. don't. FireWire, yeah. they all They all do. do. Sure, sure. Um, the lack of an expansion. So Now, again, I don't have one of them on, on the PowerBook. And right. when I was eyeing some of the other Macs, I mean, I did have a TieBook before that. Right. And having the option... Um, well, they do have USB, and actually, yep. I was looking at the pricing. So they offer an Ethernet adapter if you need that. They offer a modem adapter if you need that. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I'm just uneasy because I guess I always want to have perhaps more than I need. So maybe I'm just. Yeah, I don't think it's targeted at you. I, I think it uh, honestly. I think mm. based on what you need, it would probably work great for you. Mm. But I think it's really targeted at the the executive who wants a lightweight yet powerful computer. Remember, it's, you can get it with a 1.6, or I would highly recommend just upgrade to the 1.8. I think it's an extra, what, 200 and something bucks mm-hmm. maybe. Just do that because, you, you know, you're, you're buying this thing, and it's locked down once you get it. You're not changing anything, right? The, you can't change the RAM. It's just mm-hmm. it's two gigs. Henry Ford, right? It comes in every, many options with RAM uh, mm-hmm. uh, as long as two gigs is what you want. You get anything you want as long as it's two gigs, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. what Henry Ford would say. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's been a long week. So I may just have to rethink my position on it. Now, right. the other thing I saw, which, you know, actually our very own Andy yeah. talked to Apple. To me, yeah. uh, I mean, the PowerBook G4 is a nice, sturdy machine. You have the uh, the MacBook uh, uh, Pro. Pro 15-inch here, yep. which looks sturdy. My concern, but I think Andy addressed that because I, I actually didn't, you know, pick it up and try to, you know, bust it or anything. I mean, I did yeah. type on it and all that. Yeah. It looks like it, you know, especially if you're in a computer case and it's flexing, um, but hey, I mean it's aluminum, it's metal. So yeah, that's good. If yeah, it's, if the, it was plastic. The, in sc- the screen is not aluminum. The screen right. is more brittle than uh, the yes. case. So yeah, yeah it's so, not uh, as malleable. So I'm gonna patiently. Well, no, you know I think I may. You just gotta pull the trigger, dude. Either a MacBook. Oh. Which I probably get black or the the, the 15 the inch. I mean, not a 17 inch. So that's you're not gonna do the air. The air is out of your out of your uh, sights really, right now. You know, I'm really just going to have to ponder more what I actually do. I mean, like for example, here at the show, you know, I do see yeah. because you know everybody's handing us software right. to try out. Uh, of course, I can get the the external drive, so I'm, I'm right. going to have to rethink it. Yeah, and the price. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Seventeen ninety nine, right? Right for uh, right. basic yeah, configuration. Pay, whereas the MacBooks are you pay a little over two grand to do it with uh, with mm. the one point eight, which I would highly right. recommend. Now, you know, being on the bleeding edge, I mean, the one thing I did see, I mean, the solid state drive is nice. Of course, you got to drop about a grand to get that option. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. <laughs> but having it, I mean, yeah, just like other other drives, I mean, like you and I, I, I mean, yeah. I never thought I'd see a, a terabyte. And I think uh, after that is a petabyte, I believe. I'm not sure. I think peta is okay. uh, is the is the next. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe we'll see that in our lifetime. So I'm again I'm I'm not dismissing it outright. I just have some concerns because it is quite different. Right. Right. And, and my it, gut yeah, reaction no, was is. just yeah. where are all the ports? And I heard a lot of people right. saying that when they were, you know, cruising uh cruising in the booth. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So that's my take on it. They uh well we'll we'll see how uh you know, we'll see how they do with that. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been overly well received by the press. So really, no. I mean, it's you know, it's it's getting it's hot and cold. So yeah. Okay, and you know, again, if anybody at Apple is listening, please, twelve inch. I want a twelve inch. Yeah. Good luck with that, John. Yeah. Yeah. MacBook Pro twelve inch. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, you know what? I kept asking for iChat with tabs, and look. Eventually, you got it. Leopard, I chat with tabs. So So I keep asking. Maybe if you keep asking, maybe people do listen to us, John. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So we did spend some time looking at the show floor. You may have seen our TMO Editor's Choice Awards. uh, We'll link to those if you haven't. Uh, But there there were quite a few products, and John and I, we've got, uh, you know, maybe another 10 minutes here, 10 or 15 minutes for the show, uh, because we've got to... uh, get this one in the can and, and go out to dinner mm. uh meet the the staff for for the their wrap up dinner mm. uh but we'll we'll each talk about a couple of apps that that we thought really kind of kind of caught our eye and uh and 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 that'll be that John why don't you uh why don't you pick your favorite from the list and, and okay. start there Okay well I'm going to pick my favorite and okay. uh, and a lot of people really got excited about this so it's the iFi Okay for a long time, now as as you know, Dave, I tend to hold on to things a very long time here. Now, of yeah, course, yeah, the camera, the camera that I have now is a Nikon Coolpix forty five hundred. I think, and they actually have a newer Coolpix, which I okay. think, I think I may get just because I, I like a lot of the things about it, the twist in the case and all that. Okay, but at one point when I was looking at cameras, I mean, I think the the one I saw and actually used, which seemed kind of neat, was a Kodak, which okay. had Bluetooth. All right, so it could beam the pictures to your computer using Bluetooth, but there were some limitations. And, you know, I started looking more and more, and it seems nobody has really done a wireless camera properly. And to me, it just makes sense because it's a pain in the neck to pull out the memory card or bring a cable, suck the pictures out, put it back in the camera. I just want to magically suck the pictures out of the camera and put them right on. And, you know, to me, it seems technically feasible. Right. The problem is the approach up until now is the camera vendor had to do it. Well, these guys just totally rethought the problem and said, you know what? Let's take a memory card. In this case, it's an SD card, so they don't do a CF, which uh, is not a big deal because you can get adapters. Right. And the memory card has Wi-Fi built into it. Genius. So when a picture is written to the car, and the camera has no clue, nor does it need to. Right. Um, They used a web-based utility. I I haven't actually tried it yet. They used a web-based utility to program the card. So you you, you tell the card, do you want to target iPhoto? And actually, some of the new features, they added Safari support. They added... um, um, yeah, Safari support and iPhoto support. So you can okay. beam it right in iPhoto. Yep. Or you can beam it to like one of like almost 20 uh, sites, you know, Picasa and Facebook and all these guys here. Or you yeah. can do both. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Which is really cool. So they just totally Gosh. got around the problem and just said, let's. And, and so that what happens is the memory card, as soon as it detects a picture is being written to it, based on how you configure it, it'll just blast it with. A Wi-Fi network available. So you have to have a Wi-Fi network available. Of course. Somewhere, and I guess that's part of the configuration. So right. to me, that is just, and I think it's 99 bucks retail, which is like, and it's a two gig card. So it's like, to me, wow. that is just a home run. That yeah. I think these guys are going to sell a boatload of these because yeah. I think a lot of people don't want to do, like me, don't want to deal with the hassle of cables and, and all that stuff. Yeah. You want to get the pictures up there right away. That's great. So um, they, that, that was my favorite product out of all, all of the ones that, uh, that we selected. So, okay. Um, all right. Well, I, how about you? 
I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to jump right in with the audio engine. Uh, the audio engine, what AW1? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you, you've heard us talk about audio engine. They're actually a sponsor of the show, obviously, um, but uh, they make speakers. What they've got with the AW1 here is it's a set, a series of a, a transmitter, a receiver, and then a power adapter if necessary. Mm-hmm. And both of these things are USB powered. One plugs into the audio port on your Mac. The other plugs into the audio port on a speaker, and it wirelessly transmits sound from your Mac to the speaker. Now, we've all seen this before with Bluetooth, uh, but this actually uses 802.11, but it a proprietary protocol that was designed for audio only, and it has extremely low latency, so low that you can watch a movie on your Mac and still hear the sound synced up with the movie. So there's basically, and I'm sure it's not zero latency because that would be impossible, mm. uh, but it's very, very low latency. Uh, and so what this means is you're, you're totally free and, and it's got, you know, it's got Wi-Fi range. So you can go, you can have a, 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 you can hang one of these adapters in your living room, right? Plug it into the wall back there, run a cable out of the back of the thing, plug it into your stereo, and from your Mac across the house, you can start playing songs with iTunes, and bam, you've got it playing on your stereo. And it'll do, uh, the transmitter on the Mac will do, uh, it's USB powered, it will do USB audio, so you can just plug it into your Mac and you're done, or if you want to, uh, you can, there's a mini eighth jack, like a little headphone size jack that you can plug into the audio out on your Mac and and go that way too, or audio Hmm. out on any device. So yeah, massively flexible, does not require audio engine speakers to work, although their uh, A5s have a USB port on the top, so that really kind of ties all this together um but uh, it, to power the device uh, but that's that honestly i think was just a a, a lucky uh, confluence of events they they certainly didn't design the a5s years ago with the idea that hey maybe someday we'll have this wireless thing if they did they're really rock stars but uh but they're rock stars anyway this th- this thing is so cool and it, the sound is so good uh there's plenty of bandwidth happening with wi-fi so it, yeah it really something mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you because that's a hard problem. You would think, oh, gee, I'll just stream audio. But when you you synchronizing it to video. Big trick. That's when it gets a, yep. a little tricky. Yep. So, uh, so they they did a lot of hard work. To, they uh, did. They did. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, or they partnered with someone who did. I, I'm not exactly sure you mm-hmm. know, where the technology came from. But but yeah. Yeah. It, fantastic. So our second sponsor for this show is EMC Insignia. And EMC Insignia this week announced Retrospect 10. Retrospect 10 is uh, a universal version of Retrospect, which is a backup app that allows you to backup. You can backup one computer. It manages a a network backup of of computers. Obviously, you can schedule things. You can schedule computers to be backed up when it sees them on the network. The new version, of course, universal, like I said, also has a brand-new user interface that they have designed to be friendlier than the uh, old Retrospect user interface that everyone had uh, had gotten uh, had had to use over the years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's Leopard ready, and it is uh, available soon at emcinsignia.com. Next product for you, John. Okay, I think I have one more, and actually it's okay. not on this list here, but okay, because yeah. you were mentioning things about latency, yeah, yeah. this is something that caught my eye, and, yeah. and I actually did a short write-up about it. It was someone who um, sat down with us, um, Rocket Stream. Okay. 
And what this is, speaking of latency, and this is something that I, I think a lot of us uh, may not have known. Um, I kind of sensed it because I, I have done some low-level um, you know, TCPIP programming. But here's the problem. TCPIP, um, especially when you have large latency, uh, which, you know, if you want to geek out here, if you go to the terminal and you ping, uh, and you can also, I think they, there's a network utility in the utilities folder somewhere, Dave. Yep. So, um, and I believe that also does a ping. The thing is, there's a round trip time from you getting to another machine and then it, it coming back to you. Um, things work pretty well. When, when that figure is in the tens of milliseconds or maybe low, the hundreds is what you, you want to be careful. But if it's okay. in the low figures, which you should see if computers are close to you, then TCPIP does wonderful. The problem is TCPIP a lot of times, you know, has a small minimum packet size. And when, when you're talking large latencies, and, and these guys showed me some graphs here, yep. it, it goes way down okay. your performance. And okay. it's just because TCPIP really wasn't, designed to work well because you always have to do request response request response and if your right. latency is high you're going to be you're going to be a lot of times you're just sitting around doing nothing waiting for a response to a request because there's all sorts of you know error correction and stuff like that so what these guys came up with now there are hardware devices that can solve these problems but these things tend to be in the tens of thousands of dollars okay right um, right to you know kind of goof around or either give you a dedicated connection or just use a different protocol things like that what these guys did is they came up with a client and server product, so it had been available for Windows. They now decided, because I guess they said a lot of their folks um, who need to send large files are entertainment, uh, in the entertainment industry, and right. gee, um, who, uh, what kind of computers do people in the entertainment industry use? A lot Max. of them use Macs, sure. so they decided we're going to come out with a Mac version. Oh, very um, cool. So they have a client and server version, and basically what they did, um, they, they do a number of things. Uh, the, the main thing, though... Um, and this is again geeking out a little bit, but um, yeah. there's a pro, there's TCP, but you may be aware that there's something called UDP, right? Of which course, is kind of lightweight, and a lot of apps use it. Now the problem with we UDP, use it we use it when we're doing our podcast over Skype, right? So Skype right. uses UDP, and yep. UDP is typically used in situations where you don't really care if you miss a little data here and there, right? Because UDP, one of the problems is UDP does not guarantee delivery. Or right. order of delivery. That's but right. If you're talking audio and stuff, where you know one losing a little bit here and there, it's better than getting it out of order. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's right. So what these guys have done is that they've basically developed on top of UDP. So they use UDP for speed, but then they develop on top of it to give you the uh, the give you the features of the TCP protocol, right. but not using TCP and using UDP instead. Okay. Um, so there's a client and a server, and then they also have a combined product. Um, yep. You know, it's not for the home user. The server product, we're, we're talking about 5K. Um, oh, okay. And the client, okay. we're talking maybe, you know, under $100 each. Okay. But if you're talking, you know, having to send large files or even worse, having to put them on a hard drive or a disk and sending them. Right, right. Um, and, I mean, they show dramatic. I mean, in some cases, 200 times increase in throughput. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and especially, again, if you're talking long distances, like, you know, uh, uh, you know halfway across, across the world using... Um, TCPIP, right? Heck, I mean this. This could just really save you a lot of time and uh, and a lot of money, you know, rather yeah. than using couriers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so that caught my attention because they they really address the problem with the underlying protocol, and of course they brought it over to the Mac, so which is awesome. Mac, it's Mac and Windows. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, check out the write up I did on them, and uh, you can learn a bit more. And uh, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to shuffle around large files around the world, uh, I think RocketStream is a great choice.
That's awesome. All right. Uh, you know, I was looking at the list here. I, I don't think I have anything else that I'm really uh, overly gaga over that I'm ready to talk about yet. There were a lot of products uh, shown at the show. We walking away with tons of uh, sample versions of these that we're going to check out, of course, and uh, weave into our our show here as it's appropriate, uh, you know, like we normally do. We just we, we learn about products and we start using them and we talk about the application of them and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So we've got uh, plenty of material for – I guess we're going to have to do the podcast for a whole more, another year, John. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the size of the sh- – uh, I call it the swag bag. Yeah. Um, yeah, we both got them from different sources here. But, um, yeah, this is probably one of the first times I'm going to have to check two pieces of luggage. Well, see, my problem is I came with two. Oh. I came with the Uh-oh. with uh, with that one. and, and I, But I knew that I might uh, – that I was a sp- I spoke – you know, I did my, my session the other day. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew that I would get the speaker swag bag like last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I made one of the suitcases I brought small enough to bring on the plane with me. And, uh, so that way I don't have to check three bags because they would charge me uh, right, right, 80 right. bucks or something. Right. Well, you know, the other option, you know, if you're listening to this, we're at the Palomar. Dave, you can give your room number if you just want right. to come on up and dig through the bag and maybe there's something you need. Well, well actually, I was, what I was thinking is if maybe I run into somebody at the airport that's on the same flight as me. I can just check one of my bags under their name and then we're done, right? I mean, you know, if somebody else has one bag, then what's the difference, you know? Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so we will – I'm actually looking forward, you know – we, we've been here all week, and of course the shows that we do this week are not our typical Q&A shows where, mm-hmm. we're, where we're helping uh, our listeners with problems and, and we're sharing tips and all that. And I really miss going through the email. Of course, I, I tend only to go through the email when I prep the show so that I don't miss anything in the show prep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I haven't really had the opportunity to go through our email in you know almost two weeks now. So I believe we are going to do a show on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, technology and life permitting and Mm-hmm. Assuming that nothing gets in the way, but but yeah, so expect to uh, to hear from us again on Monday. And honestly, I think that's uh, that's it, John. We mm-hmm. of course you downloaded the show from Cashfly. There will be no conversion of this to AAC. Michael Johnston from iPhone Alley is out here uh, scrambling like the rest of us, so uh, you'll get the MP3 in both feeds. And I uh, I think I think that's about it. Oh, the podcast marketplace this month includes uh, Audio Engine with their A2 and A5 speakers. Bare Bones software with BB Edit, one free download from audible.com, and Smile on My Mac with PDF Pen. And I believe that's it. And if I can find the band here, John, we'll uh, get that rolling. Oh, there they are. Wow, you flew them out here. Nice. I did. Well, you know, it's the least I could do. Uh-huh. So, Cashfly is the place you download the show from if I didn't say that already. Uh, that's it. Thank you, folks, for, uh, for all that you do. And, and, uh, feedback, feedback, feedback. Feedback, yeah, feedback at macgeekdev.com. That's right. Please. Or iTunes or iPod Alley. iPod Alley can review us at iTunes. We love the iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. I love those. All right. Uh, bye and, uh, and don't get caught.